I ain't gonna expose. I'm not like that. I'm not a snitch. Virginity. Mm-hmm. Hush, hush, stop. Yeah. They love me. Let's see if your parents raise you. It's deeper than the physical. What up, fam? Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to the juxtaposition, everyone. Welcome back to the juxtaposition. I'm your host, Nana, alongside my two lovely co-hosts. Janet and Bernice. And today we have an amazing guest today, Wonderful. Guys. An amazing, amazing guest Talented. Talented. <laughs> off the charts. Multifaceted. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. We got Misha in the building. Hey, Do you like to go by building. Hey Misha or just Misha? Hey, whatever you like. You know what I mean? I you want to drop my show? Let's do it. You want to like name drop my show? I'm here for it. Do you ever, like, who's every... going to say Hey Misha? Well, I mean, well, that's actually, what I'm saying. On the road, do you, do you hear Everyone like... just says to me, Hey Misha, and that's why I named it the show. Oh. Because they'd be like, Hey Misha, I need this. Or Hey Misha. And I was like, that's the show. Oh, hey Misha. that makes sense. Because before you guys came, I'm like, yo, Janet, whoever named her show Hey Misha is very clever. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it's so it's catchy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey Misha. Wow. Well, yeah. welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Her energy Ooh. is just radiant. I, I love know, it. Right? I'm just happy. I'm very, very happy it's to be smile. here. her smile. Yeah. Because yes. at first I was like, oh my, I don't know how this is going to go. I'm getting a little nervous. <laughs> oh, no. Stop, I was like, okay. You gotta, come on, guys. Let's get get it together. But that shows that you care. No, I, That's I, what I, I heard too. Because every guest that comes, I'm like, every time they come, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, how is this going to go? Or like the anticipation. For sure. For yeah. them coming. But then every time they come, it's like very easy. It's good vibes. Yes, it's good vibes. It's fine mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yes, Bernice, kick us off. Well, Misha, you got to introduce yes. to the people that are listening. Who are you? Who's Misha? Where, <laughs> where does she come yes, from? Because when Ooh. you said where you're from, I said, huh? I, I was know. so shocked. First of all, the accent alone. And you yeah. still have it. I love Thank oh. you so much. <laughs> yes. So yeah, Misha Watson, born and raised in London, England. Come on. Mm. Um, I have worked in entertainment for 13 years. And I've been an executive producer, host, uh, regular producer, writer, every part of production. Mm. I found myself in, but these days it's all about creating content that direct people to Jesus. That's mm-hmm. what I do in any format, any kind of people, whether it's kids, teenagers, women, men, whatever it is, I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's me. Wow, 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 wow. I love like your accent because I would say Toronto and London, they're very similar. Yeah, yeah but you guys stole it from us. I was just about to say Like it's I almost like everyone in Toronto though. watched yeah. Top Boy and was I wouldn't like, say we're that. just no, going to no, 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 no. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that because we're heavily influenced by like African culture and Jamaican culture. Yeah, but then so the, ours yeah, is the just slang, infused. Fair, 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 I'm fair, telling fair, you, it's infused. So it's just, it's we're like cousins. Okay, Toronto okay. people and London people are cousins. So. It's the slang. Like, what slang do you guys use in the UK? That well, is this like is the thing. Slang. Is that like, so Cockney would be like more of a slang that was like an old slang of London. Wait, say that again. Cockney. Cockney. Yeah. Okay. So that's like a London slang. But I would say like the top boy, like South London, North London, which is like bruv, talking like that yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, is, there's no name for it. But mm. that is the current like version of London slang. And that's the one I think made it over here. Yeah, uh, right. into Indeed. and the people call each other boss and stuff like that. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. That was London. Yeah, but you guys can borrow it. Yeah, yeah. No, when people be like bruv to me, I'm like bruv. Like <laughs> I bruv. love it though. They're like bruv. It just sounds so much better. Or than like bro. in it. Like, yeah, it does. Hundred percent. Right? What is what does in it mean? Isn't it? Uh, so real? you'd say like, um, oh, that was really great, isn't it? Oh. 
She sounds so nice. She's right? <laughs> just like an elevated version of. <laughs> I sound elevated? Oh, yes, hey. Elevated. Right. I would try to put on a UK accent, but I wouldn't do it in front of you. Go for it. You got a mic in your hand. Why not give it a try? I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, can't. I can't, Misha. I can't. You know what? That was pretty good. Thank you. Thank that. Then you went Jamaican, but that's okay. We're, yeah. we're all right. We're all right. <laughs> thank you. Like thank a, you. It's like a, a mixture of yeah. like he has a mixture of both. <laughs> me can't. Me can't do that. Me can't. Oh man. Well, like, that's talking amazing. about your show. Mm-hmm. Actually, let's go back before that. Yeah. So when did you move to 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 Canada? So I moved to Canada when I was fourteen. So grade wow. nine, grade ten. And wow. you still have the strong accent. That yeah, is, I was wondering. Yeah, wow. I just like compliments. So I figured I'd keep it. You know, <laughs> that's the can reason. You, can you turn it off? Yes, but for me, it's putting something on. Um, so I can like add to my accent and do the Canadian thing like this. <clears throat> Let's go to the mall <laughs> and have water. <laughs> and then we can like eat craft dinner. That's me doing Canadian, which is yeah. exhausting. I can only imagine. So I don't bother. I do my own. <laughs> wow. That is quite impressive. Thank you. Thank cool. you. I'm what high school did you go to? Markham District. Mm-hmm. I think it has a different name now, which is aging me a lot, but... It's called just Markham Secondary School now, mm. which is in like old Markham. Wow, so you grew up in Markham. Yeah, I went to high school there and then left in 2008. Wow. Yeah, wow. moved to Toronto. And then university, you went to university or college or? I mean, I had a bumpy middle, you know, yeah. like I graduated high school. Right. Win. Yeah. <laughs> Tried theater school for a minute. Mm-hmm. Didn't win. Mom was like, you're not dropping out of anything else and literally enrolled me into school. Wow. And I excelled. And I was like, I graduated with amazing grades mm-hmm. out of a uh, tourism school. Like oh, wow. I can sell you travel, which no one cares about. But anyways, oh. that's where my uh, formal education was. And then I was like, I'm gonna go to university because I'm smart now. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. Ew, I don't want to be here. Yeah. So I quit uh, university, came back to Toronto, got an agent and then um, started working in production as a host and producing stuff, writing stuff, doing all that stuff, hustling. Wow. And um, yeah, never looked back to school after that. So how, when so when did you find that you had a passion for um, just entertainment and then hosting and that kind of in that area? Yeah, all, all my life. Really? Yeah, because do you remember in Home Alone where he go he has the like recorder and he's like you're filthy animal and that yeah. whole thing. I had that. Wow. I had that actual talk girl. Mine was pink, <laughs> and obviously, and I used it um, from when I was like four or five years old. I had like I was recording content. I used to make shows in my living room, and I used to get my parents to pay wow. to come to the living room. And uh, my brother would be my co-star. He's not even like a stage person, but he just was my little brother. So that's what you had to do. Um, so I've actually been performing my entire life. I don't think anyone was surprised that I ended up in that doing this yeah. now. Um, they would be surprised if I went into anything else. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I have a question. Was your parents in London and then they moved to Canada? Or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We moved oh, okay. as a family. So we were so my parents are from Jamaica. It's like my background. Mm-hmm. And then they moved right before having me. Mm-hmm. And then we stayed there until I was 14 and then came here. Oh, okay. Yeah, my whole family's here in Canada with me. So what oh, was like your I guess your first gig? Like what was your first like start to like your aha Ooh. moment, like, yeah, like oh, I think I my aha it. moment was YTV because I did a lot oh, of wow. stuff. Oh, that felt good. <laughs> oh wow! You drew about YTV, so I was star. on oh, YTV. She's like, she's a star. Yeah. yeah so basically, um, I had been acting for a long time, but 
my big break was definitely YTV. Mm. And I was on the zone for three and a half years. Um, first black girl. Come hey. on. Wow. Um, since it's been canceled, I'm also the last black girl. So <laughs> there's that. Well, you closed but, it um, off on a, a I did. Yeah. I'm like, ha. Yeah. Done. Um, and while I was there, I got so many opportunities to like be on different kinds of productions and sets and stuff like that. But while I was there, I wasn't allowed to talk about my faith um, mm. as openly as I wanted to. Mm. And so God just grew my skill level, my skill set, and my d- desire to create my own stuff. And then I left there to, to start Hey Misha, my own show. Mm. So, sorry. No, go ahead. Say, talking about your faith. Mm-hmm. So when did you come to know Christ? Were you, did you grow up in a home that was a believing family? Or did you yeah. kind of come to Christ on your own? Um, a bit of both. So basically started off um, in a faith-filled home. Mm-hmm. And my home is still faith-filled for sure. But it was like I borrowed it on Sundays. Mm. And then I got to, when I got to, when I left home and started doing my own thing in, um, and acting and all that kind of stuff, I was like, cool, I don't have to go to church anymore. Amazing. (laughs) I'm out. And I just ran from it. And for years, it was just kind of like, all all I'm doing is running off my dream. I'm trying to be an actress, trying to be a director. Like, that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I did. Mm. And there was a moment where, and I tell this story and I will tell it quite specifically because it will kind of set the scene of the kind of person that I was at the time. Mm-hmm. I was working in a bar where I was essentially a shots girl. Mm-hmm. So like, you want tequila? You want vodka? You want this? That was me. Mm-hmm. And having the time of my life. And I was sitting in the corner of a restaurant and I had been drinking for like hours at this point. And I'm chilling. And this guy sits down next to us and he says, um, I got to go. And I'm like, what do you mean you got to go? Like, we're having fun right now. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I got to go to church tomorrow. I'm Christian. And I sobered up like immediately. Wow. I'm like, what? What? Oh, I'm like, yeah, 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 me too, me too, me too. I'm Christian, uh-huh. And he's like, oh, yeah? You should come to church with me tomorrow. Wow. And I'm like, all right, bet. Like, I was, like, boasting. I'm like, yeah, I got this. So I ended up going, and I never looked back. I literally wow. started going. I was like, I don't know what this is and why I have this, like, desire to go so much. But it was, like, this powerful calling. Now I know. Holy Spirit was like, hey, welcome home. Yeah. Um, but I kept on going every single Sunday after that. And yeah, and my life is just full of all the colors now. It's like I wasn't, wasn't living in black and white necessarily. I felt mm-hmm. like I was living a life full of, full of color, full of everything that life has to offer. But I wasn't. Mm. And when I finally got the experience at that church service, I was like, oh, this is life. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking around. Yeah, I, I don't know. It kind of brings me back. We just did an episode on the call and the cost. And it's like you had that call at that moment, but the mm. cost was to leave the life that you were oh, doing yeah. behind. And yeah. so like, it just, yeah, it's like. And speaking about the cost, like something I probably deal with too, because I went to school for journalism and mm. it's like, you think of, should I go into this field or this job? But it's like, they're talking about this stuff and it's like, you don't agree with it right. and stuff like that. So like, how did you navigate like trying to apply to jobs or like in jobs where they're, super left and you're trying to go right. Yeah, it's easier as a host because you're primarily, pres- you're not necessarily having to take a side on anything. Right. So it was a little bit easier for me. Mm. In journalism, you, it's all about point of view. Yeah. Realistically, it's supposed to be unbiased, but yeah. you do need a point of view, mm-hmm. right? So it's definitely harder. But one thing I will always say is God is going to reveal you your calling as you go. Like he'll show you each step as you go. So if that's what's on your heart to do, you do it. And you ask for guidance as you keep going through it. And that's what I did. Mm. So I'd be like, I was at YTV and I wasn't allowed to talk about my faith on the show, but I could on my social media. Mm. So I started like doing little videos and stuff like that about my faith and my Sunday service and that kind of thing. And then 
um, someone invited me to speak about my faith. They're like, hey, you work in secular network and yet you're Christian. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Went to a show, spoke about my faith there. And I was like, oh, I could like do this. Mm. And God put that in my heart now. Okay, Misha, we want you to talk about your faith on a different platform. Okay, sure. And I just kept on like edging forward and forward. Um, the story does, my, my story does seem pretty, because I've only been doing ministry really mm. for like five years. Mm. Wow. So it seems like, oh, she's been around for so long. I've been yeah. in entertainment for 13 yeah. years, but I've only been in ministry for five. But I just, each step of the way, I'd be like, okay, now what, God? Oh, you want me to make another show? You want me to make a podcast? Yeah. All right, bet. Let's do that. Yeah. And so I've just been kind of following the steps as I've gone along. But yeah, there's no, there's been no like um, plan. I don't know what, what I'm up to right now. I don't know what's coming in five years, but um, I haven't had to, um, in a sense, worry that my ideals were too right or a little too left. To be honest with you, I find in the Christian community, maybe my ideas are a bit too left. Mm. Like overall, yeah. I'm like, I think I'm willing to love more people than a lot of people are mm. in the Christian community overall. So I'm kind of, I never had to pick a side. Mm. Speaking of that, I was because I was just thinking like there's, uh, when it comes to entertainment, especially being a Christian, it's like you, you can't unlock certain things. You can't. You can't do certain things. It's just like it, that's not Christian. Like you can't. <laughs> like there's just you could feel the stigma coming oh, yeah. upon you yeah. when you try to go outside of the box of what Christian entertainment uh-huh. should look like. Like I'm thinking about just recently, Mike Todd and how he presented this, um, his like his sermon, and he used what his gifting was in terms of music. Oh yeah. So he played the B and he used it in his sermon. Right. Yeah. Now for many. They're like, what? What are you doing? That is not the gospel. <laughs> you didn't read it. That has nothing to do with Jesus. Yeah. You're using secular. Um, that's not stuff. the Bible. That's not the Bible. So what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like a lot of people who have the gift of like being in that industry and mm-hmm. using their gift are like they're stifled right. because mm-hmm. of how it feels like that's not Jesus. That Jesus mm-hmm. would never give you that. Why would he pour that on you? Mm-hmm. You know. And so how did you feel like that when you're going into that industry in terms of like even like making Hey Misha like. Um, did you feel that kind of, like you, you feel that pressure? The stress of it or the yeah. responsibility of yeah. yeah. You know what? Honestly, no. I think I've identified it as a rebel my entire life mm. um, because Jesus seemed like that too. Yeah. yeah. He came to change it. Yes. Right? It was a different law. He came, changed the law. Mm-hmm. So I've always felt like if God was telling me to do something that's against the grain, then it's definitely him. Mm. Because if I'm doing something that's already happening, he already called someone else to do that. Right. He called me to do something different. different. Yeah. So I've never really felt a, a pressure to, like I wasn't allowed to do a certain thing and so it wouldn't seem Christian enough. Because I will always say this, my loyalty is not to any business, mm-hmm. it's not to any organization, it's not to any church. It's to Jesus. Mm. Yeah. So... I talk about so much stuff on my podcast that like will never be mentioned on a pulpit. Definitely not. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> they won't. Yeah. And season two, let me tell you, I like we go that. in yeah. and like I, and I'm so grateful because in a podcast scenario, you can just chat about whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's kind of the beauty of it. But yeah, I've never really felt the responsibility. I will say that um, I now know after years of being in ministry, when to share certain things, mm-hmm. when when it's right platform to talk about certain things. Yeah. Like I remember one time I was invited to a conference and um, there was no black people in the lineup, but there were 20 speakers, 20 and not one, right? Oh, I was the one. And I was like, is this my moment, God, to t- talk about that? Yeah. And I remember sitting on stage and I'm like, hmm. And the question was something like, 
uh, what do you think the church needs to learn or something like that? And I sat there and I'm like, hmm, 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 right? <laughs> and I said, and I was like, God, is this the time? Is this the time? And it was like such a clear indication from God being like, no. no. And I said something else. And then my girl right beside me goes, there's not enough black people here. She's white, <laughs> white, blonde hair, oh, blue eyes, Dutch. She's like, this is ridiculous. How can yeah. we have 20 people talking about Jesus? Yeah. And we were, uh, where, where we were, but we were in an urban setting and no black people on stage. This is crazy. And I was like, oh, you called her. <laughs> nice. You know what I'm trying to say? So I was like, there's, there's always a time and place, but um, often the rebellious thing or whatever it may seem as re rebellious um, is just God doing a new thing, mm -hmm. you know? And I, and I have to be okay with people not listening and not um, saying it's not for them. You know, rap music just became allowed at yeah. church. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like youth group wasn't allowed to play rap music. And I laugh at it now because I'm like, Lecrae been around for so long. Yeah. Tell me about it. But he wasn't the first. Yeah. Like yeah. it's been around for so long and, and, and you know, but it's just becoming accepted now. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say it's fully accepted either. I just, mm -hmm. it took a long time to get there and we had to just stick it through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I feel that too. I think this season in general is all about... Yeah, I just feel like Jesus is doing a new thing in, in a lot of spaces. Yeah. And it's not just in the entertainment, but in every aspect of any industry. Yeah. And I, I actually wanted to speak to what you said. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't, just because I always forget stuff. Mm -hmm. You're talking about creatives. There's so many different versions of creatives, yeah. right? I think that we talk about podcasters, writers, and stuff like that. But I believe that everyone has something creative in them. Yeah. You might not know exactly what it is, but everyone has something creative in them and God is asking them to use that thing. I think the new thing that's happening is within the next generation that's coming up, we're going to be able to use art in a way to share the gospel in a way that's different from how we've done it in the past. Right. But we need to al allow that to happen. We need to make space for that to happen. Mm -hmm. So that's why for me, when you guys were like, we're doing a podcast, you want to come speak? I'm like, bet, let me go. Yeah. However I can support, I'm, I'm there for it. Because the person who's making art, like physical art, they're painting visual art, and that's how they spread the gospel. Mm -hmm. They don't say a word, but they paint it. Right. Then that's your thing. Mm -hmm. That's true. There's, there's going to be so many different ways of doing it, but I just think we need to allow more space for people to be creative, to spread the gospel in a way that might look different. Right. Like, how can you use artificial intelligence to spread the gospel? Mm -hmm. Or are we going to wait 15 years like we always do <laughs> That's true. and then be like, hey, now the church wants to <laughs> yeah. adopt this thing. Yeah. How about we figure it out now and get it to the people who are already, you know, ready to listen? Right. You know? Yeah, because I, I always that. think we, like in the Christian culture, we have to be the speakers on stage mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the preaching type right but it's like no you can write like a nice blog on your instagram yeah. or you can like act or dance or yeah. stuff like that so it's like yeah. i think in this generation like you're saying we're seeing different stuff mm -hmm. which is really good like a yeah. tv show a Come christian on, tv right? show that's Never. funny it's so much neat what? it's right? yeah i was um, coming up right last week i was with a family and they were saying i was like oh yeah i, I might have like hey misha or something like that like oh wow you may have hey misha and then the look is like johnny you because the kid likes hey misha oh. but it's like instead of watching blippy we can watch hey, hey misha. Mm -hmm. you know because Something that encourages your yeah. spirit like, it's not just Randomness. Not the, <laughs> I'm not the part. Listen, like, bro, there's substance. The there's substance. Yeah. And, like, right. a lot of times we feel like children won't understand certain things because they're too young, but Jesus wants well, to work in every single person. Oh, for sure. From yeah. the moment that they're born till they get old, it doesn't matter. He's not mm, waiting yeah. for a certain time frame for mm. you to feel 
like you you got the spirit right mm-hmm. so i just think like your show is oh thank god that you you answered the yeah. call like yeah. for thank real you. thank god you answered that. the call because it is definitely needed and there's so many kids that i could even think of if they can only see the show mm-hmm. and how influential yeah. it would be on their life wow you can only imagine the amount of kids that can change this world at a young age not just when they get yeah. older and they, right, right, like, right. And they're so yeah. smart too like mm-hmm. even yesterday like when we're in our Bible study or our kids program, like they will answer questions. Like she'll say trivia questions and they'll get it. I'm like, damn, I'm like, yeah. even I had to think about that. Like, yeah. Like, oh, you know how many eight-year-olds know how to spell Ecclesiastes? Come on. A lot of eight-year-olds know how to spell that word. Don't ask me how to spell it right now because I don't know. But a lot of eight-year-olds know how to spell that word. And it's because Sunday school looks different now. We're, yes. we're allowed to do it in different kind of ways. Yes. I feel like back when I was younger, and actually I will say this though, um, it's really important to me to create kids content primarily because when I left the church, I still remembered the songs from school, mm. from Sunday school, sorry. And so when I came back to church and someone would sing something, I'm like, oh wait, this is home. I remember this. Right. Bible verses, I remember this. Yeah. Uh, even though I walked through the valley of shadow of death, I'm like, yeah. I remember that, I remember that, I remember yeah. that. And so it was important as on my homecoming to hear that because the Bible does say, train a kid up in, uh, in, uh, in his ways and he will never depart from it. Mm-hmm. And the way I look at it is like, depart from it would mean forever. Right. But, in, but in, in fact, the story of people coming home mm-hmm. is so mm-hmm. prominent. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's why it's important to me to make that kid's content. I make all the content, obviously, but like with Hey Misha, I love that we make songs that are catchy yeah. and mm-hmm. memorable because even if they choose to leave the church or they give up on any kind of faith, they won't get those songs out of their head. Yeah. Stick yeah. with them. Yeah, you know? they definitely would stick with them. Yeah. I, I want to dig a little bit into Hey Misha. <laughs> so you say you write, produce and film it all by yourself like you have your own team or is it someone like kind of like assisting you backing you with your show like i love this question you know like some people (laughs) gotta know like the the business or some people gotta know like how things are ran with certain stuff for sure um yeah so host executive producer writer actor of the show now the thing is is that like it i love getting to say all that but at the same time I could not do it without the team that helps me. Yeah, right. Because even though I have all those roles for Hey Misha, I have an unbelievable creative lead, mm-hmm. Kevin Panlilio, who created the whole branding of the show wow. to make sure when we use blue, it's the Hey Misha blue. Mm-hmm. To make sure that when we have a... So for instance, when I was pitching the show to him, I sold it as, I need to make a show for the kids of parents who grew up watching That's a Raven, mm. All That, and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oof. So he heard it and went, bet. Created all his stuff. And I'm like, that's it. And I remember we, I would send him like, you know, clips of things and videos of things and he'd get it together and make this beautiful thing. So without him, I couldn't have done it. And then I have Adam who literally in the first season, it was three months from start to finish, like writing the show to it airing on cable was three months. Well, halfway through, we realized we didn't have enough content for the first episode and we had to go back into recording. And I was like, we need to write stuff. And so my editor, Adam, became a writer that day. <laughs> I was like, bruh, I need your help. <laughs> and we started writing together, pulling out Bible verses, this, that, and the other, wow. praying, 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 crying, crying, crying. Oh my gosh, it aged me. But um, I wouldn't be able to do it without him either. So even though I hold the roles of executive producer, host, writer, all that kind of stuff, like I still still yeah. could not have done it without those two. 
Okay. I'm sorry, before Jeez. humility. Humility. Because yeah. a lot of people right there, they would have just stuck, yeah, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, yeah. you know. Thank God, you know, I just was able to do it. <laughs> it's and true. but mm-hmm. it's it's so important that you you recognize those people because Sometimes as Christians, we, we, our pride just comes in and just sweeps us yeah, up. Like yeah, yeah. And I have a history of it. Like, in my part, when I was younger, 100%, when I started out in the game and I was acting, I was like, I got this. Mm. And I remember one time I said to my mom, can you believe I got that commercial? And she went, did you thank God? Mm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank, thank you, God. God. <laughs> and I needed to, my mom needed to check me a lot yeah. of times. Um, but now I'm like, I run so far from anything that feeds my pride Mm. like I won't do another season of Hey Misha if people keep telling me it's amazing you're amazing you're amazing unless God tells me to do it Mm -hmm. because my mindset has always been stuck on God guided me here so he gets the glory if I decide to do another season it's me Mm. but if he tells me to do another season it's him he gets all the glory and so that's how I've always operated on everything I'm doing it only continues if God gives it to me Mm. not about me with all your success um, that you've had like do you ever feel like imposter syndrome in terms of like how did I like I'm supposed to be here even though God's <laughs> telling you like you're being mm. obedient but like you you yourself and you sit down some days and you're just like whoa how did I get here mm. like am I supposed to be here am I the chosen one to be in this position like do you ever feel no just kidding yes <laughs> oh my gosh are you kidding like I'm really good at content creation. Mm. That part of it, I'm like, God, you gave me the gift. Let me run with it. Anything that involves my faith in it, I'm like, okay, God, like I'm still just that little girl. Mm. Or I shouldn't say little girl, that 21-year-old girl who walked into a church auditorium and was like, what am I doing here? Mm. Um, And I've always shared this, but like with scripture reading and um, not scripture reading, scripture like understanding and like, uh, writing on my heart, like remembering scripture. Mm-hmm. Like, you know those people who would be like, you had to call out scripture all the time. Be like, yeah. so in Ecclesiastes, yeah, yeah, we're living yeah, there. Yeah. Ecclesiastes, da 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 da. <laughs> Whatever. And I, that's my, that's my dream. And I know I will be there one day. Like I'm confident yeah. in that yeah. because I know God has put that desire on my heart. But that's where I get imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Is oh, when someone tells a story in the Bible and they go, you know when da 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 da, and I'm like, say word. Yeah, right. Like, Did that happened. That happened. Happen? I'm with you on that. That's where I get it. And yeah. so, and but I would say because God has worked on my pride, mm. um, I have no shame in being like, where? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where is that in the Bible? Let's well, talk about it. it. Let's go there because what would be the point in me pretending I know the Bible better when my whole goal in life is it's, to get to yeah. know who God is through His Word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then what? uses it for me to pretend like I know what it is. I'm skipping out on a, a lesson of learning that I get to have with the creator. So that's where my imposter syndrome comes from, but it helps me to stay humble and to continue going back to God. Oh, that's good. I, I I totally agree with you on that one. Because I'll be like, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> where? <laughs> I never even heard that name before. I'm like, what? There's parts of the Bible that I haven't, I have never even got the chance because there's obviously this. Yeah. I'm like, what book that exists? Right. That yeah. yeah. So the fact that you're able to like identify that, and I know a lot of people probably feel like that too. Because oh yeah. Some people, yeah, they be just dropping bare verses, and I'm, I'm like, like, how did you get there? Yeah. <laughs> how did you remember that? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I definitely mm-hmm. agree. It's important to just at least submit to that and humble yourselves and be like, yeah, I don't, I don't know this, but I'm open to learning and I'm open oh, for to sure. looking in the Bible mm-hmm. and reading yeah. about that. Especially so. like the fact that like I'm on stage sharing the gospel with thousands of people sometimes. And even in those moments, I get right before I go on stage, the devil will be like, excellent, this is the perfect time to shoot her with an imposter syndrome shot. And I'm like, here we go again. 
And so I remember I had a moment before conference last year. I was a keynote speaker and there was like 700 teenagers and I was panicking. Mm. I'm like, God, I don't remember any scripture. Like that's, I don't have it. I don't have it, God. I don't got it. I don't got it. I got it. And I had it written down <laughs> the whole thing. And I was like, I was like, I'm good to go. But I got on stage and while I'm there, I'm like, oh, he's going to try and do it now. Like mm. shut me down, like quiet my mouth. And so I was like, wait, I can just pray like right now. Mm. So I did. And I always pray this prayer before I speak, whether it's silently or um, out loud. But I'll always pray, God, my, your heart, not mine. Your words, not mine. Your purpose, not mine. It just gives me so much being like, oh, it's not about yeah, me. It's not okay. about me. <laughs> you like take that. over. And then I'm like, good. Yeah. You know, so. I like that. I like that because it's true. I, mm-hmm. I get that too. Because in church, I would, I would have scripture in my head. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And then it just, it kind of, yeah. It's just like, it, it just poofs, gone. Everything yeah. is gone. I'm like, Jesus, it's, it's like you said, it's not about me. Yeah. Whatever, however you want to do it, mm-hmm. we'll do it that way. It's yeah. not about me. So if the scripture don't come out, well, <laughs> something else will come out. Yeah. I, I would even so. write it down. Yeah. yeah. And read it, read it, read it. And then I actually remember it. And then like a month later, two months later, it's gone. gone. Yeah. I'm like, how? Yeah. How did this leave? But yeah. I always feel like it comes back some way, somehow, mm-hmm. even if you paraphrase it. But that, oh, that's for sure. What, that's yes. what the Bible tells us anyways, yeah. right? Like the Holy Spirit will help us to remember these things. Yeah. So, so those moments where you're just like, yeah, I don't remember. It, it will come up again, it will come right? Up. And It'll those moments up. that you need it the most. And you're yeah. just like, oh, I, I remember. Yeah. Thank yeah. the Lord. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's mm-hmm. that's the, Jesus is so good. Yeah. yeah. But if you're surrounding yourself by people who know the Bible better than you, that helps too. Exactly. I'm always like, you know the Bible better than me. Yeah, Let's be friends. Yeah. Like I have some good Bible nerds in my life Aww. who um, I just love. Like in my Bible study, I'm the youngest. Mm. It's all like moms and aunties. Um, everyone's Ghanaian. Hey. I'm the Jamaican. Are you Ghanaian? Yes, you're Ghanaian. Got up, And they are all my aunties. And they all, all um, they know the Bible good, like oh, really, wow. really, really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing, um, we're talking about Martha and Mary right now. And we went so deep. I'm like, there's even, not even scripture necessarily, but the context yeah. of the story itself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is really good. So mm-hmm. I sit quietly. I talk a lot for my job. Mm-hmm. So I get to sit quietly in Bible study. And it's so beautiful that you can, like, sometimes we, we can be in our word and we may read something, but when you go to a Bible study, other people bring out different ideas, like, perspectives. Oh, You're like, that's what you got from that? I didn't even know that. You see that meme that goes, ooh. I didn't even know that. So it's so true how, like, it's important to surround yourself around community and stuff like that. But I want to ask... Um, What's the difference between you speaking on stage and like you doing your social media stuff? Mm. And also like, how did you get into like speaking? Like, did it just come Ooh. with like you doing everything? Or did just roll with it? Yeah. Um, the different. There's not. I'm not gonna lie. There's not much of a difference. Oh, wow. Because, um, but I mean, I mean, I write stuff down. Mm. But I'm not like a person who, like, if you read my notes, you'd be like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> there's all pictures on here. Like, what's going on? Um, yeah, there's not much difference. And that's kind of how I, why I feel most comfortable up there is mm. because it feels really conversational. And because I don't hold the role of pastor, mm. I feel like I can go up there and be 100% me. Yeah. Um, and God can use my vulnerability um, for his glory. So that's kind of, it's kind of the same thing. But the way I got into speaking it's kind of crazy. I've never asked anyone for a platform. 
Mm. Um, and it's funny because now we're like reaching out to people to like promote the podcast mm. and I'm like this is so weird I'm so uncomfortable mm. I get my associate producer to like write the emails because I'm just like this feels weird like yeah. to like hey can I like share to your community we have something really important like a really good resource for them but I'm uncomfortable because for the last five years every time I've spoken and I'll speak like 20 times a year mm. and like no I've never been I never had to ask but God has opened all these doors um, in the most surprising of places and mm. I've met the most wonderful people, but it's always been just people inviting me. And I think it is because partly um, I'm really open on my social media about my day to day. And then because of the content that I create, they're like, if she made this, she's probably good at talking about that. And so then they invite me to, to do that kind of thing. So that's kind of been it. Yeah, it's just um, God has opened all the doors. And actually, you mentioned Mike Todd before, and he had a moment where he was like, I think I'm supposed to talk to forgetting it was Stephen Furtick or something, someone who was in front of him mm-hmm. at a conference. I think I was talking to him. God was like, don't, not yet. Like, don't mm-hmm. do it yet. And he waited and then Stephen Furtick texted him oh, wow. like not too long after that. And I was like, that's part of the story for me is that like, I've always been like, oh, I really like love um, engaging with people. I love being on stage. I love to like engage a crowd. I right. love doing that. Yeah. But it, that feeds me. Yeah. So let me not ask for it. Because if I ask for it, I will 100% make it yeah. about me. Like, like, let's yeah. get some laughs out here. Like, let's get... But when they invite me, it's it's all about him, right? So... Nice. Yeah. Let's switch gears and let's talk about my single story Ooh. podcast. Yes. Nana, you, should, you can exit now. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get Stephanie to come in. <laughs> you got a boo, is that why? Oh, 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 no boo, no boo, no boo. No, no boo. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. We all, so we're all single? We all yeah. single. In the name of the Lord. <laughs> we are single in the name of the Lord. You know what the beauty thing about it is that when I first seen your podcast, because I didn't know, I was like, whoa, this is cool. Oh, like, this is it. really cool because the concept, we haven't seen that concept. No, I, yeah. That's title. what we like. Yeah. I just... And it's authentic. This yeah. is not no like Cook we're trying cart. to yeah. trying to right. get people to be yeah. riled up. Like, <laughs> obviously, it's authentic and it's yeah. real. And we obviously we don't we want to be married one day. Yeah. So best we're, believe we're in the season right. of singleness, just yeah. journeying through it, right? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I just love the authenticity through that podcast. I'm so and glad. Yeah. I'm so glad. It's radiating through, and so because yes. there's a lot of podcasts with, especially females who talk about singleness and they make it just like it's a sorrow like oh my god not even sorrow but they just <laughs> make it seem like in your singleness you do whatever you want like yeah. you could mm-hmm. just act however you want you can do whatever you want in that season and it won't have any detrimental effects oh gosh right yeah, and so that's, that's why i feel when i listen to certain podcasts mm-hmm. or at least like hear about certain podcasts and so having your podcast and talking about certain things it, that happened in the church and we're not able to talk about in the church yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. important to talk about certain things that, because the church obviously there's certain things you can't say because mm-hmm. obviously there's a it's a congregation. It's not everybody's going to be able to for sure, it, right? for sure, and for so, sure. But that's the kind of part of the, the reason why it was so important mm-hmm. is that um, when you go to church on Sunday morning, the pastor gets up there and tells a story about his family, mm-hmm. right? He says, "My wife did this, my kids did that," or if he's a visiting pastor, here's a photo of my, my entire family, family. right? <laughs> And that's every single pastor on yeah. the face of the planet. Yes. And I was like, okay, cool. So like, I don't relate to any of that story, but mm-hmm. like, cute. That's good for you, right? Yeah. And so, and now the church is actually statistically, can't finish my words, statistically <laughs> filled with 30 plus single women. Yep. Yes. Mm. 
And so I'm like, wait a minute, we're out here in ministry, but no one's talking to us. Mm-hmm. We're just having to kind of figure out through analogies, like how it relates to us. Yeah. And uh, also we have no one who's willing to stand up and say, I'm single, ask me. Mm-hmm. Like, I will let you know what the mm-hmm. story of a single woman looks like. Um, it's not just about dating. In fact, I, I mean, I ain't been on a date in a minute. Yeah. It's, not, it's not about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so much more to this part of your life. And it's not always a part of your life. Yeah. And I feel like if you operate like, um, when I get out of this season of singleness, it seems like God's put you through this like sentencing. Yeah, like, yeah, like a jail sentencing. <laughs> yeah. People think it's yeah. a jail sentencing. My life is full of joy. Come on. <laughs> you know? They think of that person as someone that's their other half. So like, if you yeah. look at it that way, like you're not looking at being whole first. Like you're that's not looking it. at living yeah. your life and doing what you want to do and seeing what God wants to you know, spring up in you, but you're looking at, okay, how can I find that next person who can help me me. go forward in my life when you can go forward by yourself? And it's like, I've heard the, if you're running, like, should the person also be running with you? And then you find them and you look beside you and you're like, okay, hey, you're You're like, they are cute. You're You're like, hey, and they are running for Jesus. (laughs) Let's run together. Let's marry. (laughs) Together. Yeah. So how did it, how did the single podcast, I guess, like come to fruition and like start? Yeah. So basically in February, 2020, no, I lie. January 1st, 2020, I went through a breakup. Three months later was the pandemic. Oh yeah. gosh. That's I beautiful. know. That's I'm cool. like, God, the way you plan this. You set it up. You set it. <laughs> so I'm sad then by myself. Right. Yeah. So basically that all kicked off and I'm like, this is the worst. And from January to like, I want to say like June, mm. I was in a crisis of faith. Like, wait, I'm do I, I already was doing Hey Misha, but I'm in pandemic, everyone's in pandemic, everyone's suffering. So if I tell someone I'm suffering, they're like, Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I didn't really have anyone to like, you know, yeah. walk me through that season. So I would just go to God and I remember like praying these prayers of just absolute desperation. Like, I'm sick of this, God. I ju- I'd also turned 30 that April. Mm. And I thought I'd be married by that 30. Mm. So I was like, I'm done. Like, God, you said I was be married by 30. The last guy's dating is supposed to be my husband. Mm. And now we're in a pandemic. Everything sucks. And so that was my huge learning um, experience. Mm-hmm. I wrote in my journal every single day what God was teaching me, but also what I was scared about, everything. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like reminded me, I've been writing in my journal since I was 11. Mm-hmm. And I have those journals. That's so wow. good. These I are wish. my stories. That's the thing I always tell people. <laughs> I really do. I told her that. But I'm like, listen to me. You got to yeah. write journals. I love it. I'm like a, a voice person, so I like... Like voice tell, note, yeah, do maybe it. Maybe that's better for me because I'd be telling them stuff and it'd just be going through my head, but yeah. I never like what if take time. Gets no, lost. you gotta because go back. It's like I feel like I'm in like a third person kind of like I, I don't know if I'm like you know how like you can write in first person and third person. Yeah, feel weird. Like who are you writing to? <laughs> like I get it all mixed up, but like I definitely do want to write because that wow. is awesome. Eleven. Yeah, and I mean yeah. the beginning was really just like. <laughs> I like Andy. He's cute. Oh my gosh, that's literally his name too. I can't believe I just said that. Uh, that was my first crush. So, but I, that's what basically what it was. I remember I used to write like you know I don't know if you guys did this, but like I would write like coded letters so you could only see it in the mirror. Are you? Serious? So I'd write backwards and like oh, wow. show, so you could only read it in the mirror. That's a creative right there. Because <laughs> sick. I've never told anyone that before. That's most of my beginning of my diary is all written like that. How did you do that? I don't know. I don't remember. But like, I'm looking back. I still have it, right? So I opened it actually a couple weeks ago. And I was like, I was like, wow, Misha. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but I was like, no one can know, you know, I have this crush. But anyways, I wrote all these stories 
throughout my whole life. And so much of it was about relationships and dating and all that kind of stuff and crushes and my faith as well. My hardships, my confusion, um, temptation, Mm -hmm. lust, purity. Like it was just everything. And I'm like, these are my stories. And God has shown himself through all of them. So we're going to start something. And I pitched the um, concept in February 2021. So a year after. It took a year to get it greenlit, not because they didn't want to make it at where I work. Mm-hmm. It was because we had to convince enough people that it was necessary mm-hmm. because they were like, yeah, like you just want to talk about dating. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's more than it's that. so much more. But I had to prove it. Right. So yeah. it took a long time to get to prove it. And then I needed a partner. I got Stephanie Williams Ooh, um, Stephanie. to join me. I'm like, please come. She quit her job. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's inspiring. <laughs> Joined me. <laughs> And I'm like, don't know if this is going to work, but let's go. And she came on and um, from day one, we've just been like really agile. We've been Mm -hmm. like, okay, we're going to try this. And if it doesn't work, we'll switch gears. And we've just been doing that all the way through. And all the messages that we get from women um, telling us their stories, asking for prayer, all that kind of stuff. We're like, okay, God, this is clearly working. Let's keep on doing it. We just want a resource single women. That's the main thing. Mm-hmm. We hear to uplift single women of God. That's what we always say. Mm-hmm. Because we can sit on our podcast and just be like, there's not enough Christian men yeah, in the church and just true. do that for an hour. Uh, no offense to you, Nana, but like, <laughs> there's not a lot. Um, but God is doing a new thing. Amen. And so we could have done that, but we were like, no, our goal is to uplift single women of God. There's enough podcasts mm-hmm. out there saying all this mess. We don't need that. We're not that. We are uplifting. You listen to our podcast, by the end of it, you're going to be up lifted yeah. and you're gonna be directed to Jesus mm. so that's what we do Oof, that's good mm. I, that's why I need we more, need more yes more people like yes. that and I feel like because yeah. you're also putting out because sometimes I feel like Christians we are scared to put out more content because there's a lot of it that looks kind of similar we're like okay what is my idea gonna do to for the people, right. but it's like you took that step and you were like, well, I mean, I have this idea and I'm going to be obedient with it and run forward with it. And it seems to be working and, mm. and yeah. like impacting a lot of women. So, yeah. yeah. Also, just to that point of like, I'm entering a saturated market. I don't want to create another podcast. Yeah. Most podcasts do not continue past like one, two seasons. Yeah. Most. Yeah. Like, I think eight like, episodes, actually. Eight episodes, is it? Eight episodes. That's even le- like that's. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so people start podcasts and they realize how much work goes into it. Like, mm. this is no joke. You guys don't even live in this city. You yeah. guys coming down here. But there's a lot of work that goes into it. The editing, the pre-production. Yeah. Like, the fact that you guys are shooting out questions like this means you had pre-prep. <laughs> right? That takes time too. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people don't do it. But anyways, my point is, is that um, when you have a calling and a serious, like, purpose for what you're doing, mm. yeah. meaning I'm not just going to make another podcast. The goal is to uplift single women of God. So... Mm. If we're doing a podcast and they say, um, okay, you know what? No more cameras. Because we love shooting cameras because mm-hmm. like we have good cameras out there. Yeah, come on. We love shooting with the cameras, but let's say they pull that away. Okay, can we still uplift single women of God without mm-hmm. the camera? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, bet. Let's keep going. Okay, you don't get the good mics anymore. Okay, cool. What can we do? Like That's kind of the main thing. Is like mm-hmm. Make the main thing the main thing and keep on doing it and be consistent. And... It'll be unique. It'll be the thing God asked you to do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I even think of the disciples and like, they were so, like, some of them were so weird. Like, I look at like, si- like he's like, Simon is intense, right? He's yeah. super intense. And I always apologize for my intensity. But God picked me and made me this way. Mm-hmm. And there are parts of me that he is softening and parts of me that he's sharpening. Yeah. And so like, for instance, if a friend of mine says something that I feel like 
takes away from what, how God has brought uh, their transformation. That they're like, oh, I'm only this. And I'm like, God changed that about you. Yeah. God used my intensity to redirect that person. Yeah. I'm not going to apologize for it, but that's a me thing. God yeah, is going to yeah. continue to use the you thing to do the thing. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Oh, no. It makes sense. Um, but, okay, cool. It, <laughs> it makes sense. I think it's it's calling to rain, being unique in itself. And I think... A lot of times we're called to be, we're, we are called to be unique. We're not yeah. called to be the same. And the ideas that come mm -hmm. through may sound the same, but how you go about it is going to come out differently. Mm -hmm. And there's an audience for every single person. Yeah. yeah like, no, there's how many people in this world already? And there's more coming. Yeah. Like, what, a billion, nine billion, I think it's yeah, seven billion. Know, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. We only, like, we live in this small little place. There's so many people around this world. So you're telling me that this one idea, there's too many. It's not true. No. Like, you it's know what I mean? Room. There's way so, there's so many more people that you need to hit and more people that are coming on the way, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this podcast, your podcast is going to keep going. And Sorry, going. So will yours. Question. By the way, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. We're yes. trying to hit 1,000, okay? Yes, we're trying to hit 1,000, guys. Okay. But I, have, I have one more question. I love her. When it goes to the podcast. <laughs> like, clip just... that. <laughs> clip that. How do you deal with, like, how do you go about you being vulnerable and transparent on your podcast since Ooh. it's a singles podcast? Like, because you know you probably have your mom listening or your 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 no other people listening. You never I don't know. know. I don't think about it. Mm. Oh, With my mom, I don't think about that's it. That's good because yeah, she I probably is listening, and we just don't talk about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, I'm not gonna lie; it's very hard for me to watch a full mm. episode back or listen to a full episode yeah. back because I do share so much. Like, there's one clip where I say, "I thought I would be married today." Mm. And it blew up, and so I hear it all the time. Oh. And I'm just like, oh, this is so cringe. Like, I can't listen to myself <laughs> say that sentence again and again and again. But it's resonating with women, so it's, it's you know, I'm hearing it more. But, yeah, it can be really hard. One thing I will warn people against with podcasts, sharing their story on a platform, if you are not healed from it, yep, say that. you will bleed everywhere. Come on. Please say that And again. probably the best way in which you can identify if you're healed from it or not is by your community. Like, they, mm. like let them know, is this a story I'm ready to share? Yeah. Because maybe it's not. Like, I don't say everything on the podcast. Yeah. I say a lot, but I don't say everything. Like, you might hear me mention, oh, I was talking to this guy on Hinge last week. Mm -hmm. But you're rarely going to hear me talk about, like, um, um, how do I put it? Like a trauma uh, yeah. response or something like that that's happening in real time yeah. because I'm currently healing from it yeah. and God is doing his work in that moment. And so how helpful can I be in that moment if God is healing me in that moment? And so I just always want to caution against sharing things that you haven't healed from because um, it's just not helpful yeah. um, and it can be really dangerous mm -hmm. for people to hear that. Because I also think what's crazy sometimes with kids on the Hey Misha show, they'll be like, Misha said it, so it's true. <laughs> And I'm like, that was a joke part. <laughs> like, King David didn't ask people to make falafel when the Ark of the Covenant arrived. Like, that didn't happen. We were joking. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, I took comedic license, you know? And so, you know, I realized when you have a platform and you got a British accent, people think you're telling the truth all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I got to be very careful with that. Yeah. And so um, I just wanted to caution because I do think that 
you know, especially with TikTok, I love TikTok. Mm. I love Instagram, all those things. But I see a lot of people who are like 10 years younger than me mm. sharing about their faith and their story. And I'm like, you haven't healed from that yet. Yeah. And you're bleeding everywhere. Mm. And it breaks my heart because when you share, you are being vulnerable. Right. There's a difference between being vulnerable and being transparent. Yep. Vulnerable means they can use it against you. Mm. Transparent means you're just sharing what, you know, you're opening yeah. it up, yeah. but you're not actually truly vulnerable. Mm. But I'm seeing a lot of people being vulnerable on TikTok. And Nothing like, wrong with it. Yeah. But if you've not healed from it, it can be used against you and it, and, and you won't even see it coming. Yeah. And so that that's kind of my like big sis anti-worry <laughs> no, for Gen Z people on TikTok is like, facts. be damn, careful damn, about damn, how damn. much you share about your walk um, that you haven't healed from yet. And maybe you do it in person, but when you put it on a platform, it's out there. I mean, I've been on TV since I was 20. So there's a lot out there. I'm like, I wish nobody I saw that. Yeah. You know, I said some really stupid stuff during the pandemic too, yeah. because I was like scared. Mm. And I was like, why isn't the church helping us? Like why? Mm. And look back and go, oh gosh, Misha, like sure, if someone just, just didn't tell you, <laughs> sit on, <laughs> stop talking, <laughs> say less, as my dad would say. Say, say less. less. Yes. It is so true. You oh like hit it on the nail because it is. I've always I'm I agree with you is like a hundred percent because if you're not you can't even like speak truly about what you're going through if you're mm -hmm. not healed from it because you're still learning right and it's yeah. it's a building process and Jesus he was very intentional about what he shared mm -hmm. right and so it wasn't just like everything and to everybody right there's certain points where it was just three certain points it was everybody certain yeah. points it was 12 mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so like yeah trauma especially if you're going through trauma and yeah. you haven't healed from that please please yeah. i advise yeah. like red lights yeah, <laughs> red yeah. Like, i feel like people Think risk that for clickbait yes. Yes. i'm telling like, you put yeah. it on the table just for clickbait it's like damn let me tell you something yeah. this was a moment where i knew i had matured <laughs> the other day i posted something about being single on instagram mm -hmm. yeah. and i'm usually getting about like 1500 views or something like that mm -hmm. we're not popping off every time mm -hmm. 1500 is my like you know baseline <laughs> so I posted something about being single and how hard it was or something like that. And I like blinked like 20 minutes passed and it had 15,000 views. I go, mm. I'm thinking I left my phone open at the bathroom or yeah. something. I'm like, so I posted something else. <laughs> like, what did I say? I'm like, well, why, why, why is my phone going, going on? Up. I'm freaking out. I go back to my phone. I'm like, Oh, so that post I posted is blown up. I look at all the comments. They're just men. Mm. Sweetie, I'll be your husband. <laughs> da, 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 da. And my follow count is going up. I went from 2,500 to 3,100, like that. And I'm going, this is a lot. And I remember sitting in my bed and I'm like, no. And I deleted it. Because I was like, this is going to keep on growing. And I'll get the clout from the 15,000. And I'll get the followers. They'll start to get up and get up and get up. But I'm also going to be left with all these thirsty men. Yeah, yeah like sliding into my DMs and that, which I don't usually get. It's usually like really polite in there. Uh, I got a polite direct message box. But I think honestly, like I was like, I had to delete this thing. And that was my maturity moment was like, I actually do not want this kind of clout. Yeah. I do not want this kind of attention because that's not what I'm here for. Um, my social media account is specifically to create a corner of the internet where joy lives. Mm. I created a purpose for that Instagram because for so long it was just about post, 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 yeah. post. I also, I want to be cute. I look cute today and post right? that. But my thing is my Instagram is specifically the corner of the internet where joy lives. Why? Because for the last 10 years of me being on socials, mm. I was like, oh, you're doing doom stuff. You're doing scary stuff. Mm. You're doing politics. I do joy, yeah. love, 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. So I'm like, look, that's what I do. Mm. Yeah. So it was easy for me to decide what to post after that. I'm like, well, this is actually <laughs> creating a different kind of environment. Mm. We're going to go back to joy. Yeah. So I deleted it and it definitely calmed down right after that. <laughs> and the, and most people would be like, oh, okay, you know what? Let me right? just continue. And like, it's easy up to feed into like the numbers and feed into okay. how many likes you're getting. I mean, we've definitely had those struggles where we're like, why are people watching? And mm. it's like, we had to then go back and be like, remind ourselves like, one, why are we doing this? Yeah. Two, we're not for everybody. Mm-hmm. So we have a specific audience who needs to come and like, and so we needed to kind of like talk through and be like, mm-hmm. you know what? Pray about it. Yeah. Remind yourself where you're at, who you're serving and what's your audience. Yeah. And, and it had to just, and we're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> we got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. If, if, you know, we don't know how many, the thing about ministry, which is what you're doing, mm-hmm. is that we'll never know the ripple effect right. of how mm-hmm. God's going to use it. Because we're, we opened like a single girl care club where people can start signing up, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at it and I go, that girl's in where? Middle of nowhere, British Columbia. Mm. And she is attached to our content. I may never meet that woman. Right, yeah. But for her, she needed that. And then she's going to tell her friend. And maybe they never even follow the account, but they see a couple of posts and right. it helped them in the moment. So you're never going to know the ripple effect. But our calling is to be obedient. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're all doing here. Yeah. We're just being obedient and let God do what, with it what he will. Yes, we want those big numbers because it gives us a little extra like, okay, God, this is what you're doing. But yeah. we have to find our confirmation that God is working outside of our metrics. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think for me, what's been really helpful is one, the people actually saying like, this helped me. That's been really great. And just the individual messages and stuff like that. But also it's when you're sitting in rooms like this, having these conversations, it's just flowing. Yeah, And it's just flowing like, oh yeah, this was good. Like, this is all Jesus. Thank you so much. This is nothing to do with me. Um, And that's a great confirmation that you're doing what God is calling you to do. So, yeah. I don't. I don't want her to leave. <laughs> she really blessed me in terms of, uh, yeah. trust me, I wasn't talking a lot. I was watching a lot. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, oh she that, said that and that? Yeah. Like the last comment definitely, like trauma and sharing. Oh, yeah. man, never that heard that me. before. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm definitely going to take that one as a, a key. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Yeah, and also just because I'm just like, I feel like this is an opportunity to be like, guys, if you're going to create content, it's okay to say you don't know or I never even considered it. Mm. You don't have to have an opinion on every single thing. So often we feel like because the world is so polarizing, we need to have an eye. Uh, what's going on in Israel? We need to have a point yeah. of view. We need to say it. Yeah. You need to pray about it. Right. Best believe. Yeah. But you have to go on the front of a microphone and tell her. No, 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 no. Unless you're called to do that. Exactly. But I don't think you necessarily need an opinion on everything. And I don't know why we did that to ourselves in mm. our generation where we're like, we need to share. We need to tell everyone what our point of view is on everything. And people will come at you and be like, why aren't you talking about this? Yep. I'm like, None of my business. Right, right. He didn't okay? call me there. He didn't call me there. Yeah, I'm going right. to pray. I'm going to do what I do within my community. Um, but I'm going to do what God has called me to do and be obedient in that way. Mm-hmm. He didn't call me to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he called you, friend. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I should start saying that. Right. You know what? Maybe he called you. <laughs> I didn't get a ring, so <laughs> it's for you. It's for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pass it on. Um, before we close... Um, I just want to ask, what is an encouraging word for those who are listening to this? Because I'm, I'm encouraged, so encouraged. And so if they're thinking about getting into the entertainment industry or something with creatives, mm-hmm. um, what's, an, what's something that can leave them with that will encourage them? Yeah. Um, I guess one of the best things about the last 10 years for me has been my private life with God, the intimacy I've had with God has 
like changed my whole life. Mm. Like I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, I'd rather die today mm. than lose what I've had, the intimacy I've had with God. Um, if you are creating something that puts you on a platform, it's so utterly important that your private life with God is strong yeah. and is important to you and you cherish it because you will get the clout. People will tell you, you're amazing, you're this, you're that. And you'll be like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But then you gotta get back on your knees mm-hmm. and sacrifice it to God. Every single day, that's my prayer. Like, God, today is yours. Like, what do you want me to do for this day? That's good. And I just, I want that so bad because I just feel like I want that for people who create content, who are putting their face out there, who are putting yeah. their voice out there. Like, it's just so important that you cherish that time with God because the world is so attractive. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, not a lot of people will get to heaven. Yeah. Like it is a narrow yeah. path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a narrow path. And, and that's what we want for all of, all of you. Mm-hmm. We actually want everyone to get there. But you get there by relationship with God. So make that the biggest priority and the rest will come. Mm. That's what I would say. That's good. That's damn, good. Damn. She said damn. It. And it's true. I said it. I think oh, we said this la, that's so good. the last one. It's like, I would not trade anything for Jesus. Yeah. That's the best. Like, it's yeah. the, best, the best choice Don't that you can ever make. Be. Yeah. So he will lead you and you'll be so surprised. Like above everything you could ever imagine mm-hmm. the plan for your life you'd be like I thought this was the best plan but <laughs> his plan is better but oh my goodness yeah, like yeah. he took me to the next mm-hmm. level so I just want to say thank you so much thank you for having me thank no you. like this has been my top three I don't, interviews oh, I yeah. think this I don't has been who beat me though I can't even rank it I can't even rank it I was gonna say it's definitely up there in the rafters I couldn't help it that joke was like right there I just had to throw it in let me just punch it in there no, but I appreciate you just taking the time out of your day to yeah. come here. You, she came through traffic. Right? Was not, I know, right? <laughs> I was in not. traffic too for an hour. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. She came all the traffic. way here and she just dropped not just nuggets, diamonds. Like yeah. it's not nuggets, Thank we're talking you. about diamonds. So and God is just using her in a yeah. tremendous way. And I can only imagine what next she's going to, oof. Right? Next she's going to be a hot, better look out for her. Next she's going to be a mother. Her. I'm going to have children, a hey, husband. Metal. We're going to be stepping along together. Hey, hey. hey and it's not no joke. It's real. real yeah, I'm out We're there. prophesying real time, over there and it's real. So, um, And once again, I appreciate you for just saying yes to this interview. Yeah. Like, trust me, there's a lot of people I'd be reaching out to or we can reach out to <laughs> in the like, past and they don't give us no answer. Yo, give me a list. I will call them myself. <laughs> <laughs> right after this. Real appreciate it. For real. Because, yeah, you don't. The optics can look like, oh, she's, she's this level. Like, why would she do an interview mm. with you guys? But like. I'm here. It shows that you're humble. humble. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not even that. It's like, what are we doing this for? Like, right. who cares? Like, it's for the kingdom, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you know it's what I mean? Like, I'm like, even if, literally, I tell people all the time, if you have a Sunday school that has four people in it mm-hmm. and you need Hey Misha content, I will go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't drive, so like, you got to pick me up from the <laughs> go station, but like, I'll go. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that should be the response yeah. for any ministry leader mm-hmm. is yeah. like, okay, you did it for Jesus? Let's go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, before we leave, where can they find you? What yes. can they tell them? You I know what? Just go to my Instagram. That's yeah. because I had a, I had a website, but then I forgot to pay. Uh, and no, so no, no, no. it's like, boom. <laughs> it's like, boom, don't go there. Uh, so go to I am Misha on Instagram and you'll find everything there. Yes. You heard yeah. her there. Her link tree. Hey, you everything already know. Everything yeah. is there. That one's free. So I got that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Well, if you enjoyed this episode and you've been encouraged, one more question. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. You're not sorry. You're not sorry. No, but who's your top three comedians? Comedians? Yes, oh. I need that before we go. <laughs> Whoa. Top three, if you're... Actually, give me four. Mount Rushmore. No. You're Mount Rushmore comedians. Oh. I need That's the, four. I don't, I, don't have a, I don't have, like, the order. <laughs> but okay. I'll just shoot out a couple. Okay. Um. Oh, boy. I feel like I would have loved to filter one. this one. Because some of them I wouldn't recommend. Yeah, right, I know. Right, right. I know. But, but we know um, where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, we know yeah. where you're... Yeah. This is... Yeah. Um... I want to laugh out loud, right? So it's not really like, this is a great, oh man, the thing. Oh. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get it wrong when I go. I'm like, what about this person? Okay, so stand-up comedians. Mm. I love um, Chris Tucker. Mm. I love Eddie Murphy. I love Yvonne Orji. Mm. And she's not a stand-up comedian, yeah, but one of my favorite like filmmaker comedians mm-hmm. is Issa Rae. So those are, that's my Mount Rushmore for sure. Chris Tucker for sure is my Chris Tucker. Ooh, he's just so funny. Like he's he was on so Ellen the other, like a while ago, and I was like, "This is the funniest yeah. guy on the earth." Yeah, he's good. Oh my! Also, gosh. you know it's Chris Tucker when you do the leg thing. Yeah. Like you know who he is. Yeah, he hasn't made a movie in decades, and yet you're like, "That's, that's Chris, Chris Tucker. Tucker." So yeah, wow. yeah. Can't believe you didn't put Martin on your list, but it's okay. Who? Martin Lawrence? Yes, Martin Lawrence. No, Say no, that no, name no, very no, proudly. No, 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 Mount is that Martin. yours? Yes, Martin Lawrence is one right there. Actor, comedian, everything. You name Martin it. He's Lawrence? a guy. That's what I said. He's I a like, guy. I He's not. Because you like bad boys. Oh, no. Martin likes, the like, show. Martin oh. the show. Let me tell you guys this. Martin the show is like my first introduction to like kind of like love in a way. Oh, Where it's like, like, I love that. Every time I feel down, that's what I watch. Martin, really? it brings me up. When I didn't have cable, Martin had it on the, <laughs> the CDs. Martin is just, oh, if I could ever meet I Martin, I'll give him a hug. I'll oh give him a hug. Wait. I forgot he had a show. Oh, oh. So, so that's the truth of it. I really forgot. <laughs> well, Clearly Chris, he doesn't Chris stick. Tucker's a good one, though. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> These guys watch Rush um, Rush Hour I like once a month. I'm no, not even joking. I, oh, I walk I into the house. Line. Rush Hour is out. I said, "Wait, it's a classic. Rush it's, a classic. Hour. it's a classic. We can say the lines. Every yeah, single, I could yeah. probably say the lines too. You know, yeah. Rush Hour again. Yeah, yeah I probably could. Movie? I probably could. Anyways, sorry. Continue your ending. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching and making it to the end to be honest mm. because it, yeah. it has been a pleasure to have Misha here on our podcast and so yes. if you were encouraged if you've been inspired if you felt like hey I need to send this to somebody please do so by subscribing liking and sharing yes. Spotify or on Google you name it we are yes. there and so this once again this is for the kingdom and so mm-hmm. we want to make sure that his light is shining everywhere mm-hmm. like she said it's a corner of the internet for joy mm. and so we're trying to make that corner bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger yeah. so we can make a house yeah, yeah. that was good that i don't know good. where that came from <laughs> well that is all, all for us this on this episode and we hope you enjoy it we'll see you guys on the next one peace, peace.